Go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am just Beagle. Mike Sutherland. <laughs> How you doing? I am doing good. All right. Okay. Um, this week, we are going to be reviewing the following movies. Priest, Dick Tracy, which is my pick, and Incredibles 2, which will be our main feature, as well as preview Jurassic World 2, uh, plus some news and comments, as always, which uh, you know we'll, we'll do with the Creed 2 trailer. And uh, welcome to Marwin. Trailer. Is that what? Yeah. Welcome to Mar one trailer. So new Robert Zemeckis film. All right. So take it away. Welcome to the Cinescape Magazine movie review show. <laughs> I, I yeah. We used to do the uh, yeah. the inside ed- current ed- the inside edition thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. No longer. All right. First up. So. Everywhere I turn. (laughs) All right. So hard-boiled detective Dick Tracy, played by Warren Beatty, is searching for evidence that proves Alphonse Big Boy Caprice is the city's most dangerous crime boss. I give you Dick Tracy. So, based on the 1930s comic strip and uh, radio serials, uh, which also, uh, uh, they did a cartoon for it, I believe, in the uh, uh, 50s or 60s. Right. And they did a live-action television series. I don't. It was black and white. I don't know how long it was on for, though. I didn't look too deep into it. It was um, 1950s. But um, I will say this. In this day and age of us being inundated with comic book adaptations th- on, the, on the big screen... Dick Tracy from 1990 is got to be near the top of the list of films that need to be revisited. I agree. Because when it came out, it was cool, but it was, I don't know, it kind of just fell in, it, it came out during the summer sequels. I remember that summer because Dick Tracy was the last movie I saw before I stayed in my apartment the entire summer 
and didn't go out. I don't even think I fucking bathed. There was if you something. saw my video oh, from oh, the oh. gym, I was talking about. Ugh. I had a I had a depressing summer that year, but but before that, right when the summer started, was with Dick Tracy when it came out in May, and that summer had so many sequels. We had RoboCop two, Die Harder, um, uh, Gremlins two, The New Batch. There was a shitload of sequels that summer. I think it was the first one to have that many. Uh, wasn't this movie directed by Warren Beatty? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. And so it stars Warren Beatty. Directed by Warren Beatty. And, yeah, it's... Holy shit. When you... when I Look, I've been wanting to see this movie again for a very long time. And I, I said, fuck it. I finally looked it up on Amazon. And I ordered it on uh, Blu-ray. And, holy shit, dude. This movie is definitely worth going back to. And it needs to be noticed a little more now. Uh, because the style of it, the the energy, the acting... This movie is as close to it's close to perfection for an adaptation of its source material that I, I can see. I mean there are there are some problems and I'll get into them, but there's a lot of problems with this movie. But this movie's fun and the actors are all having a fucking great time doing it and and I and it just I, I really enjoyed watching this again. I, I think I liked it more. Um, the second this time watching it the other day than I did when I saw it back in theaters in 1990. I it, it's funny that you bring this up because I I don't know what what I was thinking I was I I I was looking up um I don't know something and maybe it was Al Pacino stuff I don't know but uh, the Al Pacino uh, part when Dick Tracy where um, he is trying to become the boss of the entire mob yeah. right. He's like, we're gonna do it this way. Yeah, and we're gonna do it this way. And, yeah. and Khan's like, I'm not in. Yeah, fuck you. You know, and he walks out and you know, car car bomb. Yeah, and uh, like that's I 1990 is like I think the swing point where Al Pacino went from <laughs> regular guy to over the top crazy Al Pacino, crazy dramatic cocaine guy. Yeah, yeah. you know. She got a great ass, you know, type of thing. <laughs> That's not powdered sugar on those walnuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, it, I liked, I like some of Dick Tracy. Mm-hmm. My problem with Dick Tracy comes stems from two things: Warren Beatty and Madonna, uh-huh. um, because they pitched this as a Madonna vehicle. Yeah. And oh yeah, this thing was fucking huge on MTV. Yeah, and and that's that that's part of the problem right there is that with MTV, you know, pitching it as as this great new fucking movie, and yeah, I yeah th- contests and everything. I think the uh, I think the the problem with the Warren Beatty stuff is that this movie was way too ambitious, and it needed to be it needed to be scaled back. They're trying to they're trying to do Batman. <laughs> and you know, and a whole bunch of other stuff, and it it came off as as just if, to me, to yeah. me, it came off as as just basically um, a copy of trying to do Batman with Michael Keaton. And that's funny because Danny Elfman does the musical score, right? And there are a lot of similarities to the uh, nineteen eighty nine Batman soundtrack. Um, you know, not clowning Prince, <laughs> of course, right? But um, but yeah, it, you're you are. They, I think, though, definitely at the time when it came out, absolutely. Absolutely what you're saying. But now going back on it, I had a different mindset on it. It was completely different, especially um, in comparison to how they do superhero movies now. 
And this movie, you could tell, was a passion project for Warren Beatty. And you could see it in just all the, the, the detail that went into the costumes, the set designs. I and mean, look, some of the set designs were cheesy. I mean, they touched the fucking door and the whole wall shook and things right. like that. It, you know, I, I expect it to happen, especially when you watch it in high definition where certain things you might not have noticed before you notice now, right? Um, little problems. But I... I had a really good time. I, I Look, Madonna is weird as an actress. There's times where she sucks, and there's times where she actually fucking puts in the effort, and she does a really good job. Right. I thought she re- did a really good job as, as um, as oh, lips, not Lips Man, that was uh, Paul Savino's character. Anyway, um, as, um, yeah, as Breathless Mahoney. I was going to say Mahoney, too. Um, yeah, she. I thought she did a really good job. You know, they could have overdone her, like you know, because in a way she's like a Jessica Rabbit kind of character. And that's exactly because Charles Fleischer's in this movie as well. Yeah. And 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 with Roger Rabbit coming out, uh-huh. and then Batman coming out, yeah. And then you have Dick Tracy. I mean, that's like three years in a row: eighty-eight, eighty-nine, ninety. Yeah. Right. So when Roger Rabbit comes out, and then Batman comes out. Mm-hmm. And this movie is directly influenced by both of those movies. Oh, I wouldn't even doubt as, that, yeah. As well as partially, and I'm going to say this, and you're probably going to hate me, but uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom mm-hmm. uh, with the with Madonna's uh, um, club scene. Yeah. Right? Okay. I so <laughs> Anything goes. Yeah, and and that's in, in with those three influences, which is fine influences, yeah. <coughs> but you have this ambitious movie that yeah. you have, look, you have Warren Beatty, you have Charlie Cosmo, yeah. if you remember. Oh, who he was he in is. What About Bob, and he was in um, uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, Jim Wilkie, uh, Stig Eldred, who played Shoulders, Neil Summers, who plays The Road, and Chuck Hicks, who plays The Brow, Lawrence Stevens, Stephen Myers, who plays Little Face, William Forsyth, who plays Flat Top, Which Ed is Ross. one of the main villains from the comic. Yep, Ed Ross, who plays Itchy. Ed Ross was the Russian <laughs> villain Sorry, Ed in Red Heat. Yeah. He's the one who kills Schwarzenegger's partner at the beginning of the movie in Russia. Yeah. Edo Ross, he's an American. And, oh, Lethal Weapon. At the beginning, when they're in the club, he goes, you guys are like fucking Pluto, man. You're fucking gone. Right. That, that's that's Edo Ross. Yeah. He's a really good actor. Glenn Headley. He's one of my favorite characters in this movie, by the way. Uh, Seymour Castle, James Keene, Charles Durning, Alan Garfield, Seymour Charles Sly. Fleischer, Madonna, Mandy Patinkin. John Shuck. Holy shit, I didn't even notice John Shuck. Uh, Paul Sorvino. Okay. Um, I'm just trying. Tom Signorelli, uh, Al- Tony Epper, Al James Tolkien, you know, slacker. Yep. Uh, R.G. Armstrong, yep. Dustin Hoffman, Kathy Bates. Yeah, Kathy Bates plays as, um, the um, stenographer and the court stenographer for Mumbles during Dustin Hoffman's scene. Dick Van Dyke, Hamilton Camp, yeah. Paul Meany, who he was in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> James Kahn, <clears throat> Frank Campanella. Um, uh, Michael J. Pollard, Estelle Parsons, yep, Roseanne's mom, <laughs> um, Henry Jones, Mary Warrenoff. Let me see. Um, hold on a second. I got to sneeze. <laughs> God damn! Triple blushing. Yeah, Bruce Mailer. Um, all these, all these people. John Lando was a co. John Lando was co-director, by the way. It's not just a co-producer. Lando. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> Danny got, Elfman. You got, you, got, you got Billy D. Williams on the brain, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> and then um, let's see. 
uh, we don't uh, art department, blah 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 blah, and all these. The, you you want to look at the cast? Go look. Oh at yeah, the movie's up for se- it was up for seven Oscars. Right. So um, I I particularly I I wanted to see this movie and I really wanted it to be just awesome. What the hell is that? Oh, I know why I was looking at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, I was looking up an actress, uh-huh. and she was in that movie. Um, I was I was kind of let down because I was just like I just saw Batman, yeah, and now it's it's Batman meets Jessica Rabbit, uh-huh. you know, yeah, and and, and I wasn't. I'll tell you, I, I, I I had fun at the movies, but I'll tell you what I don't know when's the last oh, time you saw it. I was looking for her, but you get a chance, go back and watch it again. And I if it, I know it changed for me, so it might change for you as well. Maybe, um, like I said, I watched I watched um, Al Pacino's role. I watched the scene with Al Pacino in it. Big and, Boy Caprice, yeah, yeah, and like <laughs> <laughs> that was what was fun. Is that his character? So he was nominated for an Oscar for that, by the way, for supporting actor. Um, it was, it was so over the top that it was hilarious with his character. Um, it was like a, it was almost like Tony Montana kind of thing. But Tony Montana was just a piece of trash. Um, Big Boy Caprice was was just a fun asshole, you know, villain. Um, but uh, here's the thing, and this is another way to look at it: is this movie when when, when Warren Beatty made it. He was planning on doing sequels. And then what happened was the movie did make a decent amount of money, but there was legal issues. And they were tied up until 2013. So, um, and in 2016, Beatty says he's still interested in doing a sequel, which he's too fucking old to play Dick Tracy now, unless you want to do some, you know, Dark Knight Returns kind of shit. <laughs> right. But, you know, you know, Dick Tracy Returns. Um, but... Um, my th- here's my problem. This is the one thing that I'm like, wait a minute. If you planned on making sequels, then why the fuck did you kill everybody? Because at the beginning of the movie, there's a scene where Flattop and um, and uh, God Edo Ross's character, I, I can't remember his name, um, where they storm into this fucking uh, gambling thing, and pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Flattop and Itchy. They storm in there and they kill a bunch of main characters from the fucking cartoon and comic strip. Right. Like the brow and little face and stuff like that. They, they kill them instantly. It's like fucking, they only had a couple moments of dialogue and that was it and they're gone. And this movie does it with everybody. I'd say almost every single character, oh, and like the mole as well was killed. Um, they, so Big Boy dies, Mahoney dies. And I'm sorry if I'm giving this away. If you haven't seen Dick Tracy by now, that's your fucking problem. It's been out for almost 30 years. Um, Mahoney dies. The Blank, who they, they did a twist. That was a cool twist because the Blank was a different character in the comic. They turned Breathless Mahoney into the Blank. So um, that was a cool twist. They both die, of course. Um, so the only ones that are left are pretty much Mumbles, Tess um, Trueheart, and Dick Tracy and the Kid. <laughs> you know? Right. And the kid wasn't even bad either. Like, remember how we talked about Mummy Returns, how they just added a kid in and it fucking sucked, right? Right. But with this kid, it wasn't bad because he didn't take up the whole movie. Yeah, he's short round. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> and he, sa- he saved Dick when Dick needed to be saved, right? You know, 30 seconds, no more Dick. And it just, it, it worked. And then, te- and I like Tess Trueheart's character because she could have been that same old, you know, 
that 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 dame trope where she's just there as the love support, but she actually has some some heft to her character. You know, like when she's dealing with Charlie Carsman's character, where you know she's like she's giving him back just as much as he's given her. Right. You know, and and everything. Like I said, when I watched this again, I really enjoyed it. I was laughing. My son Kendrick really liked it too, and. And yeah, I just I'm glad that I, I revisited this movie because I think that people need to pay attention to it again. Yeah, I, I think that they need to make a Dick Tracy movie. Um, I think that it would be good to revisit a lot of these older comics and and whatnot. Yeah, but again, uh, MTV man. <laughs> as as far as as far as I mean, I've I've seen Dick Tracy multiple times. Yeah, but I just it's there's something about it that just doesn't. It doesn't jibe with well, me. I, remember, I, I don't know what it is. I remember when you told me, like, with um, you didn't like how like the the live action movies were doing with certain things where they're killing off villains and stuff because you can't bring them back. They're they're gone forever, right? Well, not really, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like like say with Joker in uh, you know Jack Nicholson's Joker, they killed him. He's not coming back again. Well, maybe you know. You, I mean, it's it's also. <laughs> I know. Look, you, know. you could always think of a clever way to bring somebody back, but still, and in general consensus he died just like how penguin died in part two and and yada 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 right so um but yeah you know what and i remember a year before dick tracy came out when batman came out mtv was also marketing the fuck out of that movie and they were having contests and so um with uh with dick tracy they they had this um they tied in scenes from the movie to the contest where you like fifteen thousand clams and and all this shit and uh and yeah, they were constantly doing promos over and over and over again for that movie. So yeah, they marketed the fuck out of it. So uh, maybe that kind of also you know tainted things a bit with the over marketing. But yeah. I mean, go back and watch it if you get a chance. Um, it's a good contrast to the way superhero movies are done now. And uh, anyway, it w- it would be cool to see uh, if they do a sequel. It would it would be. But yeah, I I agree. I think or 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 not a reboot. Not a remake, but another Dick Tracy movie. Yeah. Not necessarily a sequel, know. but just a continuation <laughs> story and then a sequel to that story. I mean, technically, you could bring Big Boy back <laughs> because when he supposedly dies at the end, you don't see him die. You just see him get thrown a, a gear down a gear shaft. Yeah. And I think that it needs... I. It, it, this is a case where, as much as I don't care for reboots... You kind of have to because of all the bad guys that died. <laughs> he fucking killed everybody. He even killed Flattop. So. Of course, you know what? You just see Flattop get shot and then fall to the ground. So you didn't see him go and then die. So you could. I mean, there's certain ones you could bring back. Huh. I just learned something interesting. What? A priest is a mallet used to kill fish caught when angling. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Goddamn priests always have an angle, don't they? Yeah, they do. All right. Uh, and that, yeah, I remember. You know, I saved this for compelled, but I, you know, the priest thing that uh, I sent you today. Yeah, um, another one. Goddamn, another goddamn piece of shit. So that happens. Uh, so what do you give? Um, what do you give Dick Tracy? Um, I would give Dick Tracy a fuck, dude. I I think an eight. I really fucking enjoyed it this time. Okay, I really did. Excellent. All right, for our next film. We have Priest. When a murderous pack of vampires kidnaps his niece, the priest, played by Paul Bettany, breaks his sacred vows and sets out to rescue her before the bloodsuckers can put the bite on her. Bloodsuckers. (laughs) 
for you because I need my authority reinstated. This was a vampire attack. Get her down below! Whatever you hear, don't scream. The citizens have complete faith in the church's ability to keep them safe. You will not shake that faith. What good is that faith when it's alive? If you take any action to leave the cities, you will be stripped from the order and excommunicated immediately. The war is long over. It's not over. Not for me. his sacred vow, you will find him dead or alive. They bred a new army. You're too late, priest. This is their turn now. say about priests you wield the hand of God you have no idea what's coming priest Ooh. in 3d nonetheless I uh, I don't really have much to say good about this film I always mix this up with Legion because Paul Bettany's in both of them and the movies are a year apart or less they say it was loosely based on the Korean comic of the same name, but wasn't there a priest, a Vertigo version of Priest? I don't remember. I only saw Priest once. I think I saw it at the drive-in. I also saw Legion at the drive-in. So I saw them both at the drive-in within a, a year or less of each other, and I was like, dude, these movies are almost the fucking same. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, Carl Urban's in it. Yeah, Carl Urban's always good, but you know, still, if he's in a sh- shitty role, he's in a shitty role. He looked like, a, in the trailer, he looked like a, a Van Helsing type. So they're whitewashed? I don't know. I thought this was what it was. What it was based off of. I thought, yeah, well, let's see. Open. Let's do that. I saw Liefeld in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was based off of Priest from Maximum Press and not. Maybe Dark Horse bought it. No, it has nothing to do with Dark Horse.
priest, not to be confused with preacher. Yes. <laughs> the reason why I'm having so many problems looking at looking it up is <coughs> um but here we we're looking at priest priest comics, but there's a priest series from Maximum Press. Okay? And Maximum Press is is Extreme Studios. It was kind of image owned. Um Loban Liefeld. There's nothing here that denotes that, and uh, and I'm trying to f- because the 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 picture of priest from if you look up his information, if you look at like if you look up the uh, the movie, he's got a cross on his face, right? Yeah, and that's what's going on here with like if you look up all the yeah, it's almost like crossbones in a way, but with the uh with a with a cross instead, right? But there's I, I can't find any information on this stupid comic. Like I I want to know what the comic is about, you know? Was it extremely limited? I wonder. I don't know. Extremely shitty is what it was. Because you know I I know every time you try to look up adaptations and shit, sometimes the co- the comics is a very short run that's hard to find any info on them. Are you still watching uh, Preacher, by the way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, this is really annoying me. <laughs> this is really annoying. Like I'm really annoyed because the, uh, I, you would think that they would have at least some information on this comic, in terms of <coughs> what it was and what it was about. But there's no information. Who cares about you know? <coughs> Gulf War chaplain vigilante. I'm just gonna go with the Korean. I'm, I thought for sure that it was based off of, off of um, this series, but okay. So, anyways, I'm gonna go off of what the Wikipedia says, and it, the series is created by Hyung Ming Woo. It fuses the Western genre with supernatural horror and dark fantasy themes and is notable for its unusual angular style of art. In an interview with Hyung and Priest, Volume 3 states that the comic was inspired by the computer game Blood by Monolith Productions, which is a fun game, actually, um, which featured similar uh, ideas. Uh, He also cited that the comic was a mishmash of influences from other books, movies, and games. And it was published by uh, Tokyopop, um, and it was adopted into the 2011 American horror film of the same name. Now, the whole story tells of, it's about Priest. Um, and it tells the story of humanity's battle against 12 fallen angels. The angels descend to earth to play God among humans who build a temple and statues in their honor. For their rebellion against him, God destroys their temple, imprisons their souls and statues, and buries the statues underground. 
centuries later, a holy knight named Vascar de Guillon or Gillian, um, loses his family, loses his faith, and wanders the earth in a blood rage. He discovers a cave containing the statues of the twelve fallen angels. Temozarelia, uh, convinces Vascar de Guillon to give up his body to the angel to take revenge against God. Vascar is discovered by a powerful priest, Bethiel. He discovers that Vascar is actually Temozarelia, and or it's a Temozarela, I guess. Um, Bethel uh, Bethiel traps her souls within a powerful weapon called the Domus Parada, becoming the demon Belial in the process. Um, Ivan Isaac solves the puzzle of the Domus Parada, freeing Tom- Temozarela. Um, the angel murders Isaac's love, Gina, after escaping. Priest follows Ivan Isaac's quest for revenge against the fallen angel and his 12 angelic um, disciples with assistance from Belial and others. That's the basis of the story. I don't, I'm not going to get into um, all the characters and everything else, but that was the basis for the graphic novel, which sounds really fucking cool, yeah. right? But then there's the movie. And then there's the movie. A centuries-long war between humans and vampires has devastated the planet's service and led to a theocracy under an organization called the Church. They constructed giant walled cities to protect mankind and developed a group of elite warriors, the priests, to turn the tide against vampires. The majority of the vampires were killed, while the remainder were placed in reservations. With the war over, the clergy disbands the priests outside the walled cities. Some humans seek out a living free from the totalitarian control of the church. I had to make sure I was saying that right. Kind of reminds me of Judge Dredd a little bit. Yeah, priest is approached by Hicks, the sheriff of Augustine. Priest learns that his brother and his wife, Shannon, who was priest's girlfriend before into the priesthood, were mortally wounded in a vampire attack. Blah, 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 blah. Rescue the girl, defeat the bad guy. <laughs> And and go from there. And the bad guy is played by uh, Carl Urban. And look, the idea for the comic yeah. is a hundred leagues better, a thousand leagues, ten thousand leagues better than the bullshit that we got from this, which is I'm gonna fight vampires. Yeah. Instead of twelve angelic. Disciples and Belial and fucking, you know, this and that and the other thing. Holy God. <laughs> I would rather have had that, you know? Do you think uh, studio tampering? God, yes. <laughs> That's twice I've said God. Must mean I'm fucking. Yeah, you had Brad Dourif and uh, Christopher Plummer in it as well. Yeah, Brad Dourif. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you like them as Worm Tongue, though. Um, in January 2006, Andrew Douglas, who directed the Amityville Horror, was attached to direct Priest, and then Gerard Butler entered negotiations to star as the title character. Uh, filming was scheduled to start in Mexico. Uh, by 2009, Douglas was replaced. <laughs> this is three years later. Was replaced um, by Scott as director, who impressed Screen Gems with Legion. <laughs> yep. Paul Bettany replaced Butler with a budget of $60 million. Filming began, and it concluded. The film is the most expensive production from Scream Gems. Tokyo Pop flew Min uh, Woo Young. It's Young Min Woo. I wish they would just fix that. 
to where the production was taking place so the comics creator could visit the art department to discuss the film with Stewart. The film diverges from the comics in the following in following a different timeline of events and adding elements of the sci-fi, western, cyberpunk, and post-apocalyptic science fiction genres. The director described priest vampires as not being human and humans bitten by vampires become familiars. Uh, there are different forms of vampires, hive drones, blah, 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 blah. Um, they are mysterious and alien with their own culture. You sense that they, they think and communicate, but you don't understand what they're saying. Um, I, I, you know, they have an animated I, prologue for the film that was directed by Gendy Tartakovsky, which is fine. I thought, you know, the animation, the the, the prologue was yeah. fucking great. Yeah, look at it. I, I mean, <laughs> Legion and Priest are directed by the same fucking guy. No yep. wonder. No, no fucking wonder. <laughs> See also Legion, a film also directed by Scott Stewart and starring Paul Bettany. God. And Vampire Film, a va- about vampires in cinema and other films starring or featuring vampires. This movie is fucking dreadful. Yeah. This is Snowpiercer before Snowpiercer. Yeah. You know, because they're on a train and the train is going towards the major city. Mixed with Underworld? Yeah, and it mixed with Underworld, mixed with a whole bunch of bullshit. And I it's think Legion, garbage. I, I think I like Legion a lot better. Legion at least had some elements to it that were really cool. I literally have seen... I, I have Legion available to me on my computer. Yeah. So I'll watch that once in a while because at least it's interesting. Yeah. But this is it's almost, shit. It's got a um, uh, the prophecy vibe to it. Yeah, and and I I have a feeling that Legion was directly influenced by that other comic as well, Priest. Yeah. By Young Min Min Woo. They did a um, a uh, with Legion on Sci Fi Channel. They had a show that was based twenty five years after the events of the movie. Huh. On 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 Legion, Sci Fi did a television sh- uh, series. That's set 25 years after the mo- the events of the movie. Okay. It's still, you know, I, I just... Yeah, it's called Dominion. It was a sequel 25 years later. For Priest, right? Is that what you're saying? For, for Legion. Legion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hmm. I just, I, I think the idea behind Priest... The original idea would have been so much more better and than this Hollywood garbage vampire bullshit. And, and it's the same thing that's been going on for years with zombies now, but it'll revert back to something else Yeah, uh, here. It'll revert back to vampires. But back in the 90s, it was vampires. Interview with a Vampire oh, yeah. um, and, and all those other vampire movies. And, and now, when... After looking it up and seeing what this whole whole thing this the um, the priest was all about, why didn't they do that? What were they afraid of? What are studios so afraid of of taking original inform original information, original stories, and putting them out there, and knowing that these are good stories? Something just popped into my head about that. Yeah. What if studios purposely change things? Not not uh, put aside the ego, but what if they change things on purpose so that the intellectual property isn't as as um, as uh, comparable to the original? So the original artists and and things like that don't have as much rights to them. But it's it's part of it. But here's here's the thing. 
Like the literally that movie has no ha, has no bearing, has no resemblance to the comic. Yeah, the manga or whatever the fuck it's called. Right. Yeah. And uh, or just call it manga. Yeah. Same thing. Um, it, it, when it comes right down to it, the the story has nothing to do with it. The the idea has nothing to do it's with it. It's a name only, pretty much. Yeah, it seems to be a name only, and maybe the name of the priest is the same, but I don't even think so. His name wasn't um, uh, whatever, whatever Paul Bettany's <laughs> character's name was. I'm not even going to look it up because so it's so they, fucking useless. So they kind of like Super Mario Brothers uh, priest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and I I can't understand why Young Min Woo. Um, hasn't spoken out about that. I mean, it's been there's been enough time, and I think that he was just happy to have someone take his property and, and make a movie out of it. Yeah. But I think the dude just got fucking railroaded, and this is a travesty. And and I think the other thing is is that we have, dude, we have one of the most powerful broadcasting platforms on the planet available to us. Why aren't more people making movies? And stuff like that for YouTube. Uh-huh. You know, you don't even have to do movies. You can do fifteen minute increments, uh-huh. right? And then and then and use that as an episode. Webisode, yeah. And then and move on to the next part of the story. Why aren't more people doing that? I mean, we have fan films and we're gonna start doing those, but we have fan films which are okay. <coughs> but why aren't people taking advantage in um in particular? I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, um, Dread the the dude that did Dread. Yeah. Okay. I always think it's Alex Garland, but it's not Alex Garland. Yeah. It, um, I just can't remember the guy that directed Dread. Yeah. Why isn't he taking his ideas like he did with The Punisher and a couple of other short stories, you know, and make those fifteen minute films and throw them out there and then see what kind of response it garners, and and. If it re- if it garners a huge response, you can literally just continue doing it and make a series out of it yeah. and then sell it on DVD. My bad. Alex Garland was involved. He was a producer. Right. But um, Pete Travis is the one who re- wrote and directed yeah. it. So, and then and my, my, other, my other question is this. Why aren't more TV shows doing this? Like, people that have had their TV shows pulled. Oh, like Lucifer. Well, f- to give you an example. Yeah, Netflix. <laughs> Lucifer gets picked up, but what if it was never picked up? Okay. It's just sitting out there in limbo, and they're hoping it. Yeah. Why don't they just fucking put it on YouTube or sell it to Hulu or what, whoever? But Hulu's owned by NBC. Yeah, they have, they shop that shit around usually now. But why why not just create a fucking YouTube site, and then you, you have commercials that run on it, so you're gonna make the money, and people are gonna watch it, especially dedicated fans. So you're not getting five million or ten million people watching the fucking show. So what? Maybe they see it as a <coughs> maybe they see it as a risk that they don't want to take. No, it's new technology, and they're afraid of new technology. That's a risk. To and them. yeah, well, it, you, you yeah, I, okay. They see it as a Touché. risk. But my my point is is the same thing. Like Eddie Trunk used to do that metal show, and he's been shopping that metal show. And no no fucking place wants to buy it, but he has thousands of fans that want to watch it. Yeah, put it on YouTube. Literally, put it on fucking YouTube. Mm-hmm. <coughs> <coughs> easier to get the rights, easier to get people. You can you can build a quick studio. Yeah. All this other shit. 
literally could just do all this stuff, and you have one of the most powerful media platforms on the planet, and billions of people a minute yeah. watch this shit. And you promote the shit out of it anyways, so people are going to come and watch it. Yeah. And you're going to make money consistently. I think eventually someone might go, you know, people start going that direction, you know, more often. I, I you know, hopefully. Especially it just doesn't make any sense. It's, it's they should have been doing it already. Maybe there's other factors that, that that get in the way. I don't know, you know. Like what? I don't know. That's. <laughs> I know it's just a rhetorical yeah. question, but <laughs> like I, I, why not make a fucking animated Warhammer series? Why not make an animated Warcraft series? Why 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 can't we do that stuff? Yeah, you know, rights and this and that, blah blah blah. Just do it. And pitch it and say we're, we want to we want to do this. We know what we're doing. We're going to put it here. We're going to get. We know that we're going to get this many people. Yeah. We've already got this many subscribers, and this is what the average of our shows. All of our, you know, and I'm just talking in general. Like say some channel on YouTube. You know that. Let's say the, the some channel on YouTube has a million subscribers. Yeah. You know, just to use a number, and they they average. They average two million views per video, mm-hmm. okay, or less. It doesn't really matter. Seven hundred fifty thousand. Who gives a shit? That's seven hundred fifty thousand people watching a show. Yeah, and, and most uh, cable network shows um, get around like between that and like one and a half million per per episode. Anyway, you know what comes to viewers. So yeah, so I think like like the show Happy. On sci-fi? I think that gets like one and a half million views per episode or something like that. Uh, average viewers per TV show, I should put. <coughs> oh, shit. Um, here it is. What? So the average CBS finished. This is uh, 2015, 2016. Yeah. CBS finished number one. Um, but here, here it is, right here. Uh, NBC is uh, completing the traditional primetime season, having launched five of the season's top ten shows. <coughs> Blind Spot 3.1, Life in Pieces 2.7. This is millions. Quantico 2.6, Supergirl 2.4, Lucifer 2.4, Chicago Med 2.3, Little Big Shots 2.3, Shades of Blue, Limitless, and Superstore all in the 2.3 to 2.1 range. Okay. <coughs> uh, with the 2.2, CBS Limitless was the highest rated series in 1849. Um, newer returning to be canceled. Uh, CBS Land is six. Uh, Little Big Shots got twelve point four million. Supergirl gets nine point eight one million. Holy shit! Give or take, yeah. Sunday Night Football twenty one million. Never Big Bang se- Theory twenty million. Never seen an episode of Supergirl. Yeah, so I don't know. You know, I don't know where they're getting their numbers from, but you know, I'm assuming that they're getting their numbers from uh, 
DVRs and things like that. Uh-huh. And Heroes Reborn six point three. Bones. Bones isn't on anymore. No, it's off. This is a couple. This is like three years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, Carmichael show. The Simpsons four point seven. Um, Family Guy four point two. Uh, Last Man on Earth four point two. Um, yeah, th- that show just got canceled, and there's this huge cliffhanger at the end of the fucking fourth season. Bob's Burger two point nine. But the first season of Bob's Burger wasn't really that good. It's yeah. actually gotten better. Yeah, it's improved. Definitely has improved. I I, I just want the average what what the what the average show gets. You know, um, one point three million for Fox News, one point one million for MBS, MSNBC, eight hundred sixty thousand for Turner, eight hundred thirty four thousand for Nickelodeon. Uh, ESPN gets six hundred twenty-eight thousand. USA gets more. History gets five hundred thousand. That's um, leading cable networks in the United States in April twenty eighteen by number of total day viewers. Okay, that's recent as of two months ago. Mm. <laughs> now this isn't all of them, and you can download all of them if you want to. But what I'm saying is, is that. If Fox News Channel is only get, getting an average of 1.3 million viewers per day, I'm assuming that's in, in the millions, a uh, number of thousands, uh, 1,396,000. That's what that is. Okay? By number of total day viewers, that's one day. Yeah. And USA and ESPN and everything else is below that. Well, then what the fuck? What the fuck are we doing wasting our time with this shit when we can be putting it on YouTube mm-hmm. and literally getting hundreds of thousands a day? You know. Yeah. And, and and making money doing it that way, not just YouTube. I mean, you can fucking do. I'll tell you. You, you can do a whole. You, you can do Instagram. You can do f- yeah. whatever. I'm not a huge fan of YouTube, but I'll tell you, if if you watch a, a show on um, on YouTube instead of network, and there's just a, one commercial or two commercials every fucking fifteen minutes, I'd rather watch it that way than you know be stuck with it on network television. Yeah, and the thing with with YouTube commercials is that, and here's here's the problem with YouTube commercials, like they literally will put commercials at the beginning. Of of a show uh. where it's like fifteen to twenty minutes long, and that's a problem. Yeah. And some of them are just repeats, a continual repeats of the same commercial. Like they're the sponsors of the show or something. Yeah, but they're not. They're they're just because you've looked up something on YouTube. Like in my case, like I'm looking up blog stuff and 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 this and that and the other thing. So I get inundated with this with this fucking crap. That um, is is just useless. Do you know why there's a Jaguar here? Do you know why there's a motorcycle in this apartment building? <laughs> because the guy that owns it is crazy. You're not crazy. You're you're a fucking tool. I make. Do you know how much Jeff Bezos? He said he literally. He didn't say. He Bezos, said. He, he said. Bezos. Yeah, it's Bezos. Is it right? Is that I've, Bezos I've heard or Bezos? Bezos? I've heard Bezos. I could be wrong, but that's why I, I, I always heard. thought it was Bezos. But anyways, he's, yeah, he's like twenty nine million dollars, whatever, blah blah blah, some change. That's how much Jeff Bezos made uh-huh. in a day last year. Okay, good or for today. Him. Like, no, that's how much Amazon made. Yeah. 
let's 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 get some differentiation. Yeah, aren't there shareholders, I assume. Yeah, when, when, wouldn't you like to make that much money in a day? I can help you, right? Like, shut the fuck up. Where the f- who? He's like, and then like, he has this whole entire video of how much he he makes like twenty million dollars a year or forty million or a hundred million, and I've I've never heard of him. Yeah. No. I you know I don't think that most people have ever heard of him, but he's running these fucking twenty minute ads that are all the same, and it's just like come and join my web seminar. Fuck you. <laughs> and I know I got off track. Might but as we're well talking be Bush about Bush World Adventures, huh? Yeah, you know it's like, and I get that fucking ad. In fact, that part of part of it was when we were um, when we were doing the Dick Tracy. Um, uh, trailer, yeah, and, and that trailer that and fucker that popped fucking down there, yeah. that fucker popped up. That that's what I'm talking about. It's shit like that. <laughs> YouTube's got to be more conscientious about about hammering those guys that give you like I and and I and I should review this, but <clears throat> like the purple mattress, yeah, dude. I would I would literally I could literally well, just watch the purple mattress commercial. Cause it's fucking hilarious. Uh, who was the um the horse tooth dude that we used to work with at uh, Nissan? The one that's a rapist, uh, or an accused rapist. <laughs> I can't think. Mac. Of no, it wasn't Mac. That he's the rapist. No, no, no. At Nissan, went went from you know. I'm brain. Fired. I don't want to say his name. I know. Well, give me just part of his name. Is it a desk guy? Yeah, he he went to. Oh, the- oh no, um, um, ba. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I always say a rude ass. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I didn't want to say his name, but thanks a lot. I, I said a rude ass. That's not his name. Yeah, I didn't want to say his name. <laughs> um. Yeah, that guy looks kind of like that when oh, I saw him. It. When I saw him in that commercial, the one that bugs you. Yeah. He looks kind of like he's, a rude ass. Yeah, the, he got his fucking teeth fixed, and now he's now he's less horse face. Or is yeah. he still horse face? I don't know. He's a piece of shit. Who cares? He's a fucking rapist. And, uh, yeah, we ought to probably do a compelled on him, but we don't have any evidence. Factual. So, yeah, so, I mean, like, Purple will do, like, the can your mattress protector stand up to Sasquatch? And they're fucking hilarious commercials. Uh-huh. I've literally just let the, I've literally just gone to their YouTube page and watched the commercial. You watch them, like, like when you go to the movies at, a, like, a cheap theater and you just watch all the trailers and stuff that are on there? Just, but just yeah. the Purple mattress, because it's funny. Yeah. They, they've made it interesting to me. Yeah. You know? And I could care less what they're pitching. Because what they're doing is hilarious, yeah, and I'm okay with that. Just like, yeah, I like I like the purple and I like the squatty potty. Yeah, and and there are things that that if you're going to if you're going to make a commercial and you're going to do it in a good way, that's fine. It's a three minute commercial. You can after after like twenty seconds or ten seconds. Yeah, you can you can move forward, but a lot the of commercials time, yeah, sometimes I don't. The commercials for for purple yeah. are so unannoying that I'll just let them run. Yeah, you know, and it gives me an ex- it gives me a couple extra minutes to do whatever I'm doing, like if I'm typing something or writing something, <coughs> <coughs> or looking them up. But then you have that f- you have these fucking commercials that are literally thirty minutes long, and all they do is just pitching 
how much money they make. Let me show you how much I make on this toaster oven that I sell on uh, as a drop shipper for Amazon. Do you know how much money I made on this fucking egg beater? Let me show you how much money I made on this wolf <coughs> mug for coffee. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. And he's sitting in a garage, and there's a fucking Ferrari or a Lamborghini behind him. And every one of those guys, I'm sorry, this is a rant, but every one of those guys that are pitching this shit do the same exact thing. They go in, uh, let me get out of my car, and let me go into my house here, and let me show you something on my in, in my really expensive house. They turn in their my... ads into fucking episodes of Cribs. Yeah, you know, and, and then he gets out of his fucking $50,000 Escalade or $75,000 Escalade and goes into this million-dollar mansion, <laughs> All which wood. he doesn't own yeah. because it's a friend's. Or it's for sale. Real estate property, yeah. Yeah, and then he's like, let me show you what's like going on. Like that little on. fucking girl on uh, on there, the nine-year-old girl. Yeah, that's little Tay. Yeah. That's her name. Fucking And then... You notice that when people started paying more attention to like that shit, like that she was, you know, faking all that stuff, that all of a sudden that's when all the other things started coming out. Yeah, she's, she's garbage. And, and, but every one of those commercials is the same thing. Let me show you what why why is why is there an expensive you know motorcycle from 1901 in this apartment here? Yeah. Well, it's not your apartment. Prove that it's your apartment. Show me the deed. You know. <laughs> yeah. Prove prove everything that that's in that apartment is yours because it's not. You're using that. It's a friend's apartment or someone you know, and someone you know makes this money and yada yada yada. Or you're the son. Or you're related somehow, or it's your mom's boyfriend, you know. Yeah. Or the the garage that you're sitting in is like our buddy Roman, right? Roman Roman is Roman's worked very very hard to work, get where he's at, and I couldn't be happier for him. And he he owns a garage, and he's also doing car sales, right? Yeah. Um. They they own a lot. It's a pot lot, but they still own a lot. Yeah. And they sell cars on that lot, and they fix cars. And him and his, it's it's a family run business. Him and his dad do it, and all this other stuff. And I've worked with Roman, as, and so is Joe, yeah. uh, doing car sales. And that's real. Like Roman will will post all these pictures, and and these are real pictures. You know, I've always wanted one of these cars. I got one of these cars, but we're selling it or whatever because it's not just it's just not practical. Yeah. Right, so Ferraris and this and that and the other thing, and that's exactly what all these other guys are doing. Is that they're take they're going to their buddies who own these garages. It's like, dude, I just got a Lamborghini, and you should come in and we'll make some fucking videos. Yeah, right. And it's it's the car is parked and all this other shit. Uh, this is my Lamborghini. No, it's not. No, you're you're fucking you're you're trying to be P.T. Barnum. Get the fuck out of my face. And they run for forty five minutes. Forty five minutes. How can how how Get the fuck off my fucking channel. You know, I'm trying to watch something, and you're going to run a fucking ad. Thank you, YouTube. And that's the problem with YouTube and the way that they have everything set up. They should minimize the amount of time for a commercial. If you want to see, if you want to watch their shit, go to their fucking channel, right? Yeah. And and then let them pitch their 45 minutes worth of bullshit to you on their channel. But they should not be able to pay for a 45-minute commercial in front of whatever, whatever I'm watching. It doesn't matter what I'm watching. In front of my Warhammer. I'm, I'm literally, I'm watching a war, Warhammer or Warcraft videos, you know, because I like lore and stuff like that. Or I'm looking stuff up for business. And, you know, and, and again, those videos have nothing to do with what we're doing. And I, and, and I get pitched that shit all the time. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. Yeah. 
All right. Sorry for the rant. So, what would you rate Priest? Two, maybe. Okay. A one. You weren't even entertained watching Dude, it. Dude, I, I, I literally, I turned it on and said, I'm going to watch this, and then I went and played World of Warcraft. Like, it, <laughs> <laughs> Priest makes Underworld look better than it is. Yeah, the only part that I actually watched again was the Carl Ur- Urban stuff, because he was actually good in the movie, yeah. and, and the bad guy that he plays, is he plays it well, and that stuff was filmed well. But other than that, you know, the even the action scenes were boring as shit. You know, I'm over, saying, over CG'd, right? <laughs> I don't know if they were over CG'd, but they were just boring. Mm. You know, the, the the first action scene where he goes into the pit, you know, to fight the vampires, and then he and then he leaves his buddy outside, which makes no sense. As he goes and he goes and talks like a main vampire dude in in the these cells, mm-hmm. you know, in this prison complex or wherever the fuck they are, and his buddy's just standing there, or it's not really his buddy, but the guy's standing there like like an entire half a cell block away, yeah. waiting for him, and then and then the vampires come out of nowhere, wherever they came from, and then they start attacking, or he and he runs away and gets out into the sunlight, yeah. and then Paul Bettany jumps out of the fucking. The hole in the ground, yeah. like some, you know, and, and of course he does a superhero landing. Yeah. Superhero landing. So then, watch, watch what's going to, you know, he fucking does that. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> I'm, uh, it, it's just, everything about it is bad. There was a movie. Well, not that, everything, but 99% of it's bad. There was a movie that was going to be my flick of the week instead of Dick Tracy, and I couldn't because. No shit, Dick Tracy. Because I was too high when I watched it. And. I I I went I went for a week without smoking any weed and you know kind of just like you know taking a break from it right right and I I <laughs> I smoked too much and I watched a movie called Bushwick which is on Netflix starring Dave Bautista and <laughs> Bushwick and because I, I, I was I was you know doing the the surfing through chan you know different movies right on your queue and I'm going through all of this and all that and I I'm like finally. I can't think of anything I really want to see, and all of a sudden they're like, "We're on this Dave Batista kick right now, right?" So I see Dave Batista on this on the cover, and I'm like, "Fuck it, let's That's just so do sure. this one, right?" So we watch, we watch, um, I, uh, me and my my son, we watch uh, Bushwick, and the whole movie is done in this style where it's made to look like one long take, and you can tell. Me and my son had this running thing where we're, we're during the movie. Every time that the camera would like pan to the ground while they're running or uh, or to a wall or anything, you could tell when it cut to the, you know the next scene, even though they make it look like it's consistent, right? Right. And but it was cool. It was very ambitious in its style of trying to record that way. And um, the problem was is that I about I'd say about a third of the way into the movie, I all the fucking weed kicked in. And I started like getting paranoid, like the movie, how the characters are, are constantly in fear of their lives and, and running f- to survive. And so I was feeling it way too much. And so even the performances and everything, I was just so deep into that fucking movie that I couldn't see any problems with it when I was watching it. And then, so then when I read reviews about it, and it was talking about how the visual effects are cheap and fucking really bad and obvious, and characters in the background during all these riots and battles and stuff are, are they're bad, they're bad choreography, you know, badly choreographed, like where you just have like a guy that's like in the background where he's just he's slowly like padding at a wall instead of like 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 shooting at someone or you know just cheap things and all these things like that, and 
and, and other stuff like that. And I didn't notice any of that. I didn't notice any of the problems when I was fucking stoned watching it. So I couldn't do a review for that movie. I, I just can't because it would be, it wouldn't be genuine. Because <laughs> I, 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 I was so high that at that moment that my paranoia kicked in. And it was the kind of paranoia where, like, oh my god, I can hear my heartbeat, you know, and 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 you start like doing this self-reflecting thing where you're like you reflect everything on your life, and then the people connected to your life, and and all that shit. And so I could, I just, I was way too paranoid in that film, and so I I can't. So I might do Bushwick again, but I recommend it for you to see it because you like Dave Bautista as well, and it's on Netflix. He's already the country's leading Have you ever seen this movie? Artist. No. That's real good, but it's still fat. And a national treasure. Jenny Roger. Oh, you Aaron always had an interesting way of saying hello. Now, 20th <laughs> Century Fox proudly presents Kenny Rogers. Is she a Knight Rider? Major motion picture. Buck Rogers. Six oh. pack. You race car driver, mister? <laughs> yeah, used to be. Might have been again if I hadn't run into you guys. Russ. He's Brewster Baker. Russ. A dirt track demon whose racing career was going in reverse. Until he ran Smoking into the six pint-sized grease monkeys. Hey, turn it over! Hey, Bru, what do you pay your crew with? All day suckers? <laughs> Kiss off, mister. They're determined to help him. All clear. In their own special way. What did you do to the car in here? Okay. Ten, nine, eight. Diane Lane. <laughs> out. Everybody out. Well, it's only trying to help. Hey, stealing is stealing, pal, and I don't want any part of it, okay? This is Smokey and the Bandit meets Bad News Bears. Yeah, pretty much. Is it a good movie? Have you seen it? I mean, I assume you've seen it. I've seen it a hundred times. Okay. It's fucking awful. Is it awful? Because I never hear about it, so odds are it is awful, right? When race car driver Brewster Baker is stopped at a gas station, parts are stolen from his race car. Then, while in a diner in a small Texas town, he sees some people stealing parts from another car and chases the thieves. When the thieves' van goes into a river, Brewster recues them, them <laughs> and discovers that they are orphaned children. The kids are stealing auto parts for Big John, the corrupt county sheriff who ba- who jails Brewster for breaking and entering. Big bad John. Larceny, resisting arrest, and speeding after the kids help Bruce break Brewster out of jail. This is a tough fucking thing to read. <laughs> Brewster reluctantly takes the children with him. Eventually, they form a friendship and bond. The end of the movie features real race footage from the 82 NASCAR Coca-Cola 500. And won that year by Daryl Waltrip. And everybody knew that you gave no lip to Big John. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I like that Jimmy Dean song. Uh, all right, so our main flick of the week, of course, is going to be The Incredibles 2, our main attraction. All right. Um, oh, do we really need to... I don't need to introduce... The, <laughs> immediately following the events of the uh, first Incredibles film... We get the Incredibles two, where uh, there's a little bit of a change of. Uh, of uh, Why don't we just keep dynamic? it consistent? That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Well, if you had it fucking ready and up. All right. Okay, I got it. Everybody's favorite family of superheroes is back in Incredibles two, but this time Helen 
is in the spotlight, leaving Bob at home with Violet and Dash to navigate the day-to-day heroics of normal life. And Jack-Jack. Did you wash your hands with soap? Did you dry them? What? Is this all vegetables? Who ordered all vegetables? I did. So, are we going to talk about it? Why? The elephant in the room. What elephant? Mom's new job. It's time to make some wrong things right. Help me bring supers back into the sunlight. We need to change people's perceptions about superheroes, and Elastigirl is our best play. Better than me? Whoa! I like Mom's new job! Bye, sweetie. I'll watch the kids, no problem. supposed to do it, Dad. They want us to do it. I don't way. know that way. Why would they change math? Math is math. Okay, math Dad. is math. Hello? Hey, honey. How are the kids? Everything's great. Is she having adolescence? And Jack Jack? He's in excellent health. No! What the? Num num cookies. Oh, my God! Cookies. Okay, that is freaky. You know it's crazy, right? To help my family, I gotta leave it. To fix the law, I gotta break it. You've got to, so our kids can have that choice. Thank you, young man. Combustion imminent? What does that mean? Ah! It means fire, Robert. Green Slater interrupts this program for an important announcement. Suit up. It might get weird. I'll be there ASAP. Where you going ASAP? You better be back ASAP. You know what is so... Why The Incredibles is so good? The trailer? Is because... You care about the family, like the family in, say, Poltergeist. You know, I know that there's, you know, Craig T. Nelson as well, but... Maybe that's the reason why they cast him as Mr. Incredible. You know what I mean? It, you know, it, it's very possible. Um, oh, hold on a second. Kind of caught it between a burp and not a burp. <laughs> <laughs> what I really liked about that trailer is they showed nothing other than the family. Yeah. And that's because the family is the most important part of, point, yeah. of Incredibles and Incredibles 2. That when you watch this trailer, in fact, when you watch all of the trailers, I believe all of the trailers, they don't do anything but show the family. Yeah. You know, um, especially the Jack Jack trailers and stuff like that. You know, num num cookie. Yeah. Num, num. <laughs> he's just so tired. He's like, num num. He's already bored, just tired of doing that shit. But they don't show the bad guys. They don't show any of the bad guys. No, I, they might have shown a quick. Glimpse of the underminer, but nothing, nothing that they focused. They on. didn't even show any anybody. They didn't show the underminer, and the only person that we saw was Screen Slaver. Yeah, that was it at the end of the trailer, and that was the only one. Now there's mul- there's there's 
there are other heroes in this movie, yeah. and there are other players in this movie, but the only people that they focused on was the family, the car. Uh, um, what's her last name? Edna Parr? Mode. Parr. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, they're all. They're all. The, they're all part. Yeah, the Parr family. The Parr family. Yeah. If you notice, Dash's hair is in a wave, so that when he, so it looks like when he, it's always moving fast. Yeah. Right. And then, um, I just wanted to point that out because we'll forget about it. And I wanted to talk about it real quick, <laughs> but that's that's what's really fucking great about this is is it's the family. And of course, they show Frozone. You know, because he's also considered to be part of the family. Yeah, he's 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 been a friend of the family for so long. He's family. Yeah, he's he's Uncle Frozen. And he even took yeah, he even took watch them. You know, for a while, watch the kids. Yeah, and and that's that was a missed opportunity. Fuck, man, that was a missed opportunity. That could have been. Um, they could have done a little bit more with that. What? Uh, when when uh, Frozen was watching the kids, and because it happened really quick when all the other supers. He wasn't even watching the kids. He got there right when all that shit went down. Yeah, that, I think that was a missed opportunity. They could have done something funny with that, where it had uh, Frozone and his wife watching the kids or something. Uh, but they didn't. There wasn't even a chance. I mean, it's like, hey, go get the kids, and that was that. Yeah. So, and then and then the bad guys showed up. The bad guys were there before Frozone got there. So, but that's what's. What I really liked about this movie was the fact that it took place right after the um, the mole, the underminer. I was going to say mole man. <laughs> yeah, the underminer incident. So it shows the entire battle between them and the underminer. Yeah, and then of course it goes into this whole anti superhero thing again. You know, and then you have Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, who plays. Uh, Evan, Winston Dever. Yeah, Winston Dever and his do- and his sister Evelyn. And I thought his sister was voiced by Scarlett Johansson. It's not. And it's not. It's Catherine Keener. Right. Did I'm not basing this off of this guy from the New York Times or whatever his article. I'm not. But I I did notice that um, there were scenes where Catherine Keener's character and Helen were talking alone and having a drink, which bravo to them for actually having characters that were drinking alcohol. You know. Because you wouldn't think that they would nowadays, right? Right. Um, but there was I, I was getting a little bit of a vibe where, like a lesbian affair vibe from the way that they were talking to each other, especially the way that um, Winston Dever's sister was talking, Catherine Keener's character. Possible. And like it was if like they wanted to maybe delve go into that direction, but they can't because it's a kids movie and it's not important enough to to add to the story. Well, she's also manipulating her. Yeah, but there was that. I, I just got a little bit of that vibe. Yeah. Or maybe it's just because it's two strong women, you know. And then every time you hear, or you women, need to get laid. <laughs> we all need to get laid, Mike. No, we well some more than others. Some more than others. So anyway, I, I just got that slight vibe from that. But other than okay. that, you, you may be right. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past them to do that. But I, I think that you have to have that overtone, anyways, because she's she's manipulating Elastigirl, and because Elastigirl is is always the second fiddle. Yeah, and you know what? And it works with real life because in real life. Um, usually when it's the husband that's out working, he's the one that has to face temptation when he's away. Right. So now it's, now the wife, you know, because if, I don't know if you pay attention to statistics and all the things like that when it comes to marriage and stuff, but women are 
cheating a lot more nowadays, according to statistics, because of when they work, when they're leaving the home and working. I guess. And it's because... I don't think it's really any more or any less. I still think it's a 50-50 thing. Maybe it's more reported than it used to be. I don't fucking know. probably. But still, you're still hearing more about it now because women are more independent now and and going and doing their thing. So, kind of funny when you look at marriage. Sort of. I I, I mean, I, I, I don't... I don't... I do, but I don't care. You know, it's one of those things where I just need a T-shirt that says I don't care. <laughs> but it just kind of—I mean, it's kind of—it's evident. It has of, nothing to do with the reviews, so it, it's just evident of the sanctity of uh, of uh, marriage. You just wanted to say that word, sanctity. Yeah, that's why. That's why you brought it up. I, I, yeah, I brought up the word. whole thing because I wanted to say sanctity. That, that's exactly it. Sure, I just for, fine, <laughs> fine, Mike. Um, all right. So, you know what? Look, I, I like how they did a, um, a, f- a role reversal with it where they have um, Helen. Um, now, she's the one that has to go out and do what Bob was doing in the first movie. Right. When he was going out working for Syndrome without knowing it. Right. So, that was cool. That was cool that you get to see that that, that, that change. Um, I do wish, though, that there was... Uh, I was When they were staying in the hotel... I was really hoping for a poltergeist um, homage. Yeah, you were, but I, we got it anyways. Yeah, we got it in another way, so that was cool. You know, with Jack Jack uh, floating around the house, uh, invisible and shit, or transporting. You know, yeah, teleporting. He was, he was in the walls. Yeah, it was like Carol Ann. <laughs> so, no, that was that was good. Um, look, when when I was watching this movie, I found myself smiling almost the whole time I was watching it. Like I'm really enjoying this. I. I missed this family. I've been wanting to see the Pars again for a very long time. Even though I can watch them whenever I want with the original movie, you know, but still, it, it's, but that's all you get, right? <coughs> right. But now there's finally this sequel, and this, this sequel is better than Finding Dory, because Finding Dory was a, it was a decent sequel. It looked good. I and told then, you it was going to be better than Finding Dory. Yeah, yeah, you did. <coughs> and and there was um and there was good characters in it, but I didn't get the Finding Nemo feels. Do Do you know why this movie is better than Finding Dory? It's just it's really it's just one one scene. Well, it's not really one scene, but it's a it's a it's what it's a segment. It's Jack Jack fighting the fucking raccoon. <laughs> and you know what you know what I was thinking during that scene. When Disney's buying Fox, right? And I'm like, oh, that means Disney's going to own Ice Age. Right. And then Scrat. I, I just totally pictured that raccoon as Scrat. I, well, I, this is what I think is going to happen with them. When we'll get into Disney thing. But this is what I think is going to happen with Disney. They're going to do the same thing that they did with, with Marvel, with Lucasfilm. Fox will be its own division. Yeah. Um, they'll probably not pull all they'll, they'll probably pull the animation into Disney animation. Well, yeah, they can use Fox as their touchstone pictures now. They can with the R rated movies and everything. Yeah, yeah, and and that's and I think that's kind of where they're gonna go with that. And um they're gonna pull all the Marvel stuff into Marvel. But we'll we'll get into we'll get into that in a little bit. But um essentially yeah I think that's that's kind of where they're gonna go with it. Yeah. And then of course I, I know that we should have probably touched on Bow. But I thought Sony owns uh Ice Age, not Fox. No, no, no. Um, Sony owns Sony uh, Illumination, is like Minions and all that. That's Sony. Um, but Fox is uh, is Ice Age. You sure? Almost positive. I thought Ice Age was owned by Sony's. 
Yeah, you maybe you're right. Yeah. All right. Um, so, um, I forgot, you know, I, I, I have it written down, but I did forget. We should have mentioned Bow right at the beginning of the review. Is that Bow uh, that is another one of those short films that doesn't say a whole Sony lot. Sony has released a new trailer and post for the upcoming Ice Age adventure from Film Alpha. Maybe there's a connection. I don't know. Maybe they have like a joint thing going on. I don't know. Because I believe when you... When and it you says right there, Fox's Ice Age. Yeah. Never mind. So, um, yeah. so, okay. so anyway, with Bao. Um, Bao is, yeah, like I said, they don't, there's, I don't, was there even one word of dialogue in that entire movie? Um, the entire short film? There was no. just baby sounds, no. right? Yeah, baby there was sounds just... And laughing and crying. And yeah. So, um, you know, what was what I thought at first when we were watching the tri- watching the short film was that when the dumpling comes to life, becomes sentient, and the husband doesn't come back for like half of the, 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 the film after that, right? So I thought that the husband died and that she pretty much just started pretending that the, the, the dumpling was was her son or was her husband. Or, or, you know, or, I'm sorry, we're just replaced her husband with this baby now that she could take care of this baby dumpling kind of thing. I thought that the until the end, then this is this is a really, really well done um short. Yeah. I thought it was because she couldn't have kids. Okay. So she's projecting this dumpling as being her child. Yeah. And and, and not what we got, which was projecting it to be the child that grew up and got married, yeah. right? But uh, it, it, this was the, this is another and I keep saying this, but this is another animation test. Yeah. You know, for food. So there's some there's a movie coming out that's going to be about food here. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what Pixar is planning on doing, but um, generally they when they do that, all this stuff. Um, uh, Brad Bird said that after Toy Story 4, they're going to be doing a bunch of original films. Nothing, uh, no sequels for a little while. Uh, speaking of, uh, Pete Docter and somebody else, um, I can't remember her name, are taking over. Uh, oh, because of Lasseter leaving? Yeah, Lasseter's leaving. Um, so, yeah, Pete Docter, was he the one that did Inside Out? Yeah. So um yeah, yeah I um so I don't know when you know look Incredibles two is is a fucking hit. it's going to be a hit it's going to be a billion dollar movie probably it's so, huge already yeah we made a hundred hundred eighty million dollars in the first week yeah yeah that was just rushed that was just here imagine how it's going to do overseas because Pixar usually does huge overseas yeah uh, Incredibles three is already rumored yeah um you know what I don't think fourteen years but take your fucking time with it do it right. And there we go. Brave sequel. Uh, a brave sequel is kind of confirmed. They've been talking about it, but I don't know what's going on with well, that. Well, you know, it, it's um, I don't want to. It's hard for me to not say trendy, but in a way, it's kind of trendy how they're doing a lot of um, empowering uh, empowered female characters now with um with with entertainment. So, um, it makes sense for them to do a brave sequel. You know that that that, that makes sense. So um. Oh well, monsters and yeah. So yeah, there's an untitled Pete Doctor movie coming out. We already knew that. We already knew that. They're not doing Ratatouille sequel. Brad Bird already said he's never going to do a Ratatouille sequel. Um, said so he's not interested in doing a Ratatouille sequel at all. Yeah, one was enough. You didn't need to. You don't need to. Yeah, I, you don't need yeah. to do sequels to sequels to sequels to sequels. Some things need to be left know. alone. You know, what yeah. I mean, I, I think like like say with uh, Bugs Life, I don't think you need to touch Bugs Life again. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, it's not... I, I mean, people want to see it, and, you know, we've run the... Uh, <laughs> stay out of the light. I can't. <laughs> and look, Bugs Life is definitely better than uh, Ants, but... Yeah. But still. Um, all right, so going back to... Uh, yeah, so Bow was really good. Um, I... I I wanted it to have a dark ending though. When she ate, when she swallowed the fucking dumpling because she didn't want to leave. Right. I was like, end it right there. Just fucking end it right there. I want it to end dark. And it didn't. Instead, it has the happy, you know, son comes back with a wife. and they, The son comes back. It doesn't come back with a wife. Came back. With a white girl. <laughs> no. No. He came back to her first. Yeah, he came back with the with a box of uh, dumplings. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Rolls or dumplings, whatever the fuck you want to call the, them. Um, the pastries. Yeah. And um, it's, uh, yeah, I loved it. I, I thought it was great. I, I thought the, the look on the guy's face, the, 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 the Japanese guy or yeah, Chinese. Yeah, the dad. I don't know. I don't know what Asian persuasion he's he's yeah. part of, but he looked Japanese to me, so I'm, yeah. I'm going with that. And I thought, that, I mean, it was you know he had the square head. Well, dumplings are Chinese, so I and and bao is one syllable, so I believe that it's Chinese. Yeah, it's it's it, yeah. You, you may be right. I um, I, I I just I thought that the father looked Japanese. Yeah, and not Chinese. Maybe you're just racist. No. <laughs> Just, yeah, maybe. You're just lumping them all together. But if you look at... I'm trying to find... And, and regardless, anyways, this is a good fucking movie. It's a good, it was a good short. It's, it's as good. It's a good short. Um, yeah, I mean, what was it? What, did we, what, what Pixar movie did we see last year? Uh, What's the one that had Frozen with? Oh, Coco. Coco. Yeah. Um, you know, Coco was good. It wasn't great, but Coco was very good, and you had the shitty fucking Frozen with it. This time, you get an excellent sequel with The Incredibles 2, and you get a really good, really good Yeah, they learned, they, they learned from their mistake with the uh, Frozen. God, dude. It was awful. It was really awful. It's like, look, I understand. You got you to gotta make another Frozen movie? Fine. Make the fucking movie, but don't subject us to a shitty goddamn short film ever again. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> I agree. So, um, yeah, back to Incredibles, man. I The reason why, besides, you know, the family, right, that this works is because this movie does not feel like a sequel to me. It doesn't try to one-up the original in any way whatsoever. It doesn't try to have bigger explosions. It doesn't try to have bigger boss fights. <laughs> it doesn't try to have the bigger villain. You know, it doesn't try to do anything bigger except for Jack Jack. Right. Jack Jack. But you already saw that before when you, if you watch Jack Jack Attack, which was filmed to go with the movie anyway, because it fits right in with it if you watch them together. So, but didn't he also exhibit his powers in the first movie? In Jack Jack Attack, yeah. That in, was when he was no, being babysat. In, in the first movie. Um, when uh, Syndrome takes him up to the airplane at the end of the movie, right. he becomes all those things pretty much. He becomes the monster. He becomes, you know, but uh, then uh, fire okay. and the big weight. So the lead. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but they they knew that he had these powers, didn't they? No, yeah, because all of it happened when he was up by the airplane with Syndrome. So. They didn't see it. They didn't see him. Um, they were just focusing on saving him. So that's when uh, Mr. Incredible, he catapulted uh, Helen up there. He slingshotted her up there so she could catch him when, uh, when she's falling, when, when uh, Jack-Jack's falling. Yeah, I, I guess. 
I'm trying to find the old man from Bow, but <laughs> doesn't look like they want to focus on him very much, do they? Yeah, I, we get it. We we get that the Toronto Toronto Rays Pixar director of Bow. I'm looking up specific. I specifically looked up Bow characters. Bow Pixar characters. All right, so yeah, I don't think there's anything I can recall in this movie besides Jack Jack that tries to one up the the original, and for the most part, that's great. It's absolutely great. I just, I think my biggest problem with this movie, and it's it's kind of big, but it's not detrimental because this is still an excellent movie, is there should have been more Frozone. There absolutely should have been more fucking Frozone. He's a great character, and um, and also, um, yeah, I can't disagree. Dash, Dash. Um, it seemed like Dash's character took the back seat this time. Like in the first movie, Dash and Violet both had storylines to go with them, but it seemed like Violet had a little bit less than Dash. And then this time, Dash had almost pretty much nothing except for the math thing, right, with the homework. Right. And then Violet got more this time. So I wonder if they did that on purpose because Dash had a little bit more than than, than Violet last time. Yeah, possible. Uh, maybe it was a, like a balance reversal kind of thing. I, I think that's what they were going for since they were also working with um, Elastigirl. Yeah. And they, um, so what they did was they basically just swapped it. Yeah. So instead of having, you know, um, Jack and and um, Dash, you know, Dad and Dash. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they, they used uh, Violet and Mom. You know, and look, another, another bad trope of sequel making is um, certain lovable characters from before that they overdo for the sequels, right? Like, say, the Leslie Chow's character from the Hangover movies, right? Yes. Um, they could have done that with Edna Mode, and they didn't. They only had Edna Mode in, like, one or two scenes. Yeah, because she was babysitting Jack-Jack. Yeah, and it was fucking great, and it did what it needed to do, and that was it. Right. You know, it didn't get extreme with the character, didn't, like, make her... I don't know, like like she's at some runway show or some shit, or, you know, something over the top. I just liked it when the baby was mimicking her. She's walking, you know. She's got the cigarette in her hand, and she's got her arm out, yeah. and, and she's she's kind of at an angle, and the baby's completely mimicking her a mirror image yeah. as, as it's walking and and doing the same exact movements and everything else. Like she's already influenced him. Yeah, it yeah. was hilarious that they they were able that they did that, you know, as as the baby's just taking on the Edna Holy mode shit. mode. I just realized something: the baby, how he can do everything. He's a jack of all trades. Right. His powers are a jack jack of all trades. Uh. <laughs> he because he can do anything pretty much. Yeah, but his dad's name is Jack. Is Bob. Bob. His dad's Bob. name is Bob. Bob. Oh, okay. That's that. We can't keep doing this, Bob. Speaking of Bud Lucky's character, Rick Dicker. You love the name Rick Dicker. <laughs> and there's a reason. The the term Dicker yeah. is negotiation, right? Uh huh. So what does he do? Engage in petty argument or bargaining. Mm-hmm. Negotiate, haggle, bargain, barter. Yeah. What does Rick Dicker do? He he facilitates. He facilitates what? The um the uh well he negotiates for superheroes. Yeah. When things go bad. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like uh, the representative in a way. There you go. Yeah. So um yeah and uh, Bud Lucky did his voice before and then he died a couple years ago. Yeah. So they had uh, Jonathan Banks come in and do it. It was. It, I thought you said Arm Ermin the Ermintrout is Jonathan Banks. Ermintrout is Mike Ermintrout is the character on Better Call Saul and and uh, 
and Breaking Bad. Oh, right. Well, I'm sorry. You're right. Jonathan Banks. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Banks uh, did a really good job. I mean, I could tell it was a different actor doing the voice, but still, very good. Um, yeah, he has a deeper voice. Uh, Bud Lucky has a deeper voice. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, he does Chuckles the Clown in Toy Story 4. Uh, so, well, yeah, because they always do a lot of that um, years beforehand, right? Um, he played Eeyore. In like every fucking Winnie the Pooh story, <laughs> um, Chuckles in the Toy Story movies. Poor Chuckles. Uh, Bounden, he was a narrator. Um, just to give you an idea, um, so he died this year. Yeah, he died in February. So that means that um, if they already had Jonathan Banks doing his voice, I would assume then that he was too sick or just turned down doing coming back. Maybe he retired or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see if we can find it here. <laughs> I can tell there was a pen or a cigarette in his hand. Cigar, it looks like. All right. So, um, he's trying to find his voice. So, yes, this, um, they, they, they could have, they had all these opportunities to one up the original and they didn't do it. And that is, that is, um, very well disciplined on Brad Bird's part and, and the rest of the filmmakers' part, um, to not do that, to not fall into that. You know that predictable trope, and uh, and so yeah, that that's why I love this movie. That's um, it's absolutely worth seeing. It's it's fun. The visuals are awesome. You know the action scenes are really really well done. Uh, I think that look, I understand why they didn't make a the villain become a prominent character in this movie. I got it because the villain wasn't what was important. I, I understand. Problem is, is that. Jason Lee's syndrome was so fucking good in the first one that I was always I'm wanting you know I'm wanting some you know another another great villain, but that it didn't matter it you know when it all boils down that's not the main selling point of the Incredibles the Incredibles is the Incredibles that's what sells it and it's the family dynamic and they're always there for each other it always works and that's why this is a really good movie. I agree. Couldn't have said it better. So um, I would, man, this one, I would probably give The Incredibles 2. Um, Bud Lucky, sorry. Whoops, Bud Lucky. Yeah, I would I would probably, I'm debating between an 8 and an 8.5. Wow. Yeah, I'm up there too. Um, and, oh, you know, and there was one little other problem I had. Um, well, it, I... <laughs> The twist, the 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 twist, you know, with the with the villain. I already, I mean, it was very predictable. I knew it was either going to be, you know, Odin Kirk or or, or or Keener, you know, or both, right? Right. It was just, yeah, you could see it. And I, uh, but there was, I did think though that instead of it being some pizza guy that was playing the slaver, I thought it was going to be Frozone because he was the first one that went off to be interviewed by them before the Incredibles were. 
So I, th- th- I always had that, like, oh, if you go back to the beginning kind of thing, right? That's what I thought. I thought, oh, yeah, watch, they're going to, un- the sh- Helen's going to unmask the slaver and the screen slaver, and it's going to be frozen, uh, you know, under hypnosis, right? But they didn't go that route. So that's whatever. The reason, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. The reason why I also I thought that it was going to be frozen is because during that last scene where they show him and he has all the, um, the, uh, the hypnotizing shit in the room, right? Uh-huh. Uh, the room was really cold, I believe, and it had like mist all around, like frost mist, and so that gave me a hint that it was going to be frozen. Well, that makes sense. And but it, it still ended up not being him. But I think they could have done that. That right. would have been a, that would have been a, co- a cool twist to do that. Yeah. And then you would have had more frozen, which the movie needs more fucking frozen. So, anyway, that's it though. It, that's still an awesome movie. Absolutely awesome. So. There you go. All right. Uh, next movie that we're going to see, of course, is the um, highly non-anticipated for so you sequel to. Um, they tried, dude. And they tried. And they tried. And they tried. And they tried. And tried. And they tried. Until. They have run out of things to try. It's okay. I'll learn to live without it. That was Bud Lucky's voice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you've ever seen Bound, the uh, short film from Pixar from about 50... Around the time I think Cars came out. The right. first Cars um, with, the, with the bouncing uh, sheep. That was uh, fucking Kim and Kanye. That, yeah, that's, that's what we want to see. Bounden. <laughs> Bounden, yeah. It was like... Yeah, Bounding was uh wasn't bad. He had such a he had a unique voice. He did. <laughs> Here's a story on how strange is life with its changes and it happened not long ago. On a high mountain plain where the sagebrush arranges a playground south of the snow. There we go. So, so yeah. Um, <laughs> the next movie that we're going to be seeing is the um, is Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic World. Yeah. And I don't even want to play the fucking. No, nah, you don't. Trailer. God, it's the same. Sh- you know, dinosaurs running from the volcano. L- I had anticipation for Jurassic World from three years ago. I really did. I was like, okay, Chris Pratt, he's the new golden boy of Hollywood. And I like Bryce Dallas Howard. The visuals look really good. Let's do this. And then you watch it, and then the movie's, it's okay. It's worth watching, but it has a shitload of problems. This time around, I'm just not, I'm not feeling it, man. I'm not feeling it. I had more anticipation for Jurassic Park Part 3 than I, I have for this one. Okay, and Jurassic Park Part Three, that's a not a you know, I don't think that's a bad movie. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. The visuals were underdeveloped in it. There's some really bad visuals in some parts of that movie. But overall that wasn't a bad story. It just still, it's just a sequel when it's all said and done. This one just looks like a sequel just to make a fucking sequel. You know, because they're they're milking it. They're well, they're gonna milk this for all it's worth. Isn't Colin Trevall Trevauer? No. 
J A Biona is directing part two of Jurassic World. So okay, um, I can't remember what else J A Biona has done, but um, it's I I just don't I don't have any. Uh, we're gonna see it, but dude, I, I have nothing to add to what you're saying. <laughs> it's just like who gives a shit? It's another another Jurassic Park, another. Save the dinosaurs bullshit. And then they're going to throw fucking kids into it again. They've yeah. always got to throw fucking kids into it so that it appeals to a younger audience. All right? It worked the first time, and it has not worked since. It didn't work. It did not fucking work in part two when when, when Jeff Goldblum's daughter tagged along. It didn't work in part three when the kid was stranded on the island. It was kind of cool when he threw the fucking you know the smoke bombs in there to scare off the raptors, but... Still, I didn't care. I, he wasn't. He wasn't important. That's pretty awesome. Is Here it? I am talking about dinosaurs again. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Dinosaurs again. Here I am talking about dinosaurs again. Yeah. So, um, suck it. And look, I, 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 you know what? I just want to watch this movie just to see dinosaurs eat people, and to see Jeff Goldblum. I don't know. Hopefully, get eaten. Yeah. I, er, oops, 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 oops. That's, that's, we're <laughs> saving stop that. It. You gotta stop it. We're saving that. All right. So, anyway, that, that's, uh, that, yeah, that's my prediction for, uh, Jurassic World. I think it's going, I think that regardless it's of. It's gonna make fucking money because people, we're all sheep and we're gonna go fucking see the goddamn movie. Yeah. I'm gonna use my free ticket for it. Me too. Um, but I, I, I do think that just because they, you know the, the movies they threw a shitload of money at it doesn't mean that it makes up for a lack of story, pass, and character development. So I, I'm well, we can't pass. It's <laughs> going to see the movie. I don't, I don't want to say it's going to be a piece of shit, but it might be a piece of shit. Um, I'm not impressed with the trailer. I'm going fifty fifty on this, but I'm, I'm, I'm swinging, I'm swinging my penis towards the, the. It's not going to be good. Yeah. All right. And uh, I haven't read the reviews, but I mean, you already saw it pop up at like fifty-four percent. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm and not it's pretty much uh, people. The dinosaurs are cool, but the the characters are shit. This yeah. movie sucks. You fucking piece of turd. But you, you, that's a big pile of shit. Uh, that, all right. So, um, lastly, before we end this one, because I do need to get up for work in the morning, is um, we had the Mel- uh, welcome to Marwan. Marwin, yeah, Marwin trailer. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play any trailers. We gotta, okay, with uh, Steve Carell, um, really, really interesting. Directed Um, by Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a combination of things to me. It looks like Small Soldiers meets uh, uh, Sucker Punch meets. uh, uh, You're giving way too many visuals. It's (laughs) hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This guy, he's a he's an artist, and he's kind of he's also a photographer, but he's mostly an artist. And he gets beat up by these Nazis. Um, God damn Nazis! Because he's because he's Jewish, my, I would assume. Anyways, he gets beat up so badly that he has to relearn how to do things. And instead of being able to draw anymore, he he takes up photography. And part of the movie is he lives his life. Um, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for now? A quarter mile at a time. No. <laughs> That's a Fast and Furious. Yes, setup. I understand your stupid reference. Um, <sighs> vicariously. Oh. He lives his life vicariously through his figures, right? 
So anytime that he adds a new friend to his life, he adds a new figure. And they're all they're basically Barbies, but he paints them to look all like the people that he knows in his life. And that's what it goes. And, and then he he has a, uh, a a small town that he's built that he can make pictures. And there's a lot of people that do this. I mean, if you look up, you know, um, um, and I can't, gosh, I'm not even going to look at it. If, if you look up people that, you know, the photographers that do this, I mean, there's guys that do it with Star Wars figures. You know, they set them in real-life environments or, yeah. you know, environmental-type things and try to take these real pictures with... Tilt shift? Is it when you're using no, tilt shift? No, it's not tilt shift. Oh, okay. It's, it's taking pictures of... of Dolls or or action figures in a in a real type environment. It's really cool that the way they they got it. But yeah, yeah there we go. Um, uh, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, in, in some cases it's it's that. I like the Deadpool one with the cookie. You know. <laughs> That's a cool one with Batman and Superman. So, uh I guess it kind of kind of but not I I think you're getting more close to realistic thing though. Yeah. You know. That one looks more like fun spoofy kind of thing. Yeah, it's realistic photos with action figures. It's kind of cool. Um, oh, yeah, look at that Brad Pitt one. That looks fucking... Look at the detail in that Brad Pitt one. Yeah. <laughs> Popeye. But, uh, see, I mean, th- these are... I'm I'm looking up realistic. I'm trying to look up realistic photos. And they give you realistic looking dolls. Yeah, and I don't want realistic dolls. I want realistic photographs of of like you know realistic toy figure photography. That's pretty much what I'm looking at right there. You know. Okay. But, put I mean, um put action figures in realistic settings. I already did that. Yeah, fine. <laughs> you know, oh, oh, and that was something that I just looked at. But yeah, ooh, the, uh, the black uh, mask looks pretty cool. The black mask. Yeah, from Batman. That. No, it was uh, down. It was uh, a little bit further down. Or it was on the previous page. I can't. Yeah, it might have been on the on the page you did before before this one. Yeah, because you weren't that far down. Damn, that's a buff Batman. That's, <laughs> that's from The Dark Knight. That's a bulky Batman. There it is. Realistic toy figure photography. <laughs> like I mean, you know, just to give you a that's fucking cool. A lot of people that that do this stuff, like here it is. Look at this. Bruce Lee and Batman, that's fucking Dude, cool. 
that's a that's a fucking toy. I'm impressed. Look at the Bruce Lee Batman. That's fucking cool. Yeah, that's it. So, and anyways, that's what he kind of does is, you know, hmm. taking action figures. Uh, uh, did you see it says BVB? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a hell of a fight. Here, how about that one? <laughs> it's Batman spray painting Superman as Clark Kent. Wasn't that from um, College Humor? That's a, that's a, that's a picture. So yeah, probably, but I that's swear, a picture. Yeah, I swear I saw them do that on the College Humor stuff. So and here's another one right here. I don't know why he has a realistic toy gun, but whatever. I could, yeah, I don't know, it's a U.S. Marine uh, photography. But these are some of them are just amazing. You know the details that they put in the environment. <laughs> That's funny. Um, it's like a, there was how a, about that one? That's awesome. So. Um, it's it's impressive that the way that they, they do these things. Um, I don't know who does the Star Wars ones, but every time I see one of his photo SRL lounge, I guess. Yeah, look at these. I kind of like the new way that, that they're doing this. Yeah. But I don't like it. I, I also don't like it. Anyways, uh, SRL Lounge, uh, Marine Matthew Callahan, Galactic Warfighter, Toy Photography. That's basically what this guy is doing. What Steve Carell's uh, character is doing, and what's what's even better is that um, they're making a movie out of it. They're um, they're uh, creating just mm. some amazing stuff with with uh, with the move with the special effects in the movie. So, anyways. Long story short. Look at the Kong. I look at the Kong with the car in front of it. Yeah. That's, that's fucking badass. Great. That is awesome right there. Shit makes me want to go out and buy action figures. <laughs> look at that. Johnny Woo. All right. That's cool. Yep. Even with the Legos. So that's someone that knows how to, they really know their photography, man. They know how to do that shit. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, the Creed 2 trailer came out today, um, yes. which was well done. It looks uh, like it's consistent with the uh, how the uh, the first film c- comes out. You know, you got, you got Stallone in his mentor role again, um, you know, giving words of advice, of course. Right. And uh, I w- this is what I really liked about this trailer. They could have went the predictable route and showed... Dolph Lundgren's character, Ivan Drago, in it, and they didn't. Yeah, they they only showed, and I don't even know if that's Dolph Lundgren. No, 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 it's not. It that's the son. He's he's finding the son of Dolph Lundgren of of uh, Ivan Drago. Um, so Drago trained his son to um be uh, you know following his footsteps. I, I right, think. that's why. I th- but I they did show one scene in that in that movie with Drago fighting Creed, uh-huh. and he just dwarfs him. Oh yeah. It's he, he's fucking the guy that's playing him is fucking huge. Yeah, and so um, I'm glad that they did that. They didn't have to rush to showing you know Dolph Lundgren's character because it, it, yeah, it's that, easy way. People need to re- remember that this Creed is not about Rocky. Creed is about Adonis Creed, right? 
getting out of his father's shadow. And so that was I, I like the, the, it's consistent. The guy who's directing this um, one, um, it's not Kugler, but he is a, a friend of Kugler's who they both went to film school together. So this guy is being endorsed right by Ryan Kugler to direct this one, and um, and Kugler's there to to produce the film. So it looks consistent with the characters and the style and everything. So uh, I'm 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 interested. I'm definitely interested to go back and see another uh, another addition to the Rocky universe, man. Right. So, um, you know, cool. And, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. All right. So, uh, and then uh, fucking Fox, dude. I think they finally, uh, they finally uh, caved into Disney. <laughs> what do you think? They didn't cave in. Well, they said they signed. But, I mean, I guess they signed before, too. So Yeah, they, they signed a deal with Disney. and How many fucking times can you sign with someone? They, they only need to sign once. They signed a deal with Disney, but that doesn't mean that it's an exclusivity thing. I don't like that. I, I really don't like that. I, if you sign a fucking contract with someone. They didn't sign a contract. They signed that unless someone else thing. And I think that's just a waste of fucking time. No, because anybody can come in and buy the company. It's you know it's it's not it's not how anything we know how business works, and when when oh, okay what about in the car business when you you're buying a fucking car and then someone comes along nope. comes in and says nope. oh no I'll give you ten thousand more for the car yeah you can do that no because you're already working a deal with that customer yeah it, as long as as the they the con the, the company hasn't been sold Joe Fox hasn't been sold there's a deal in place to buy Fox yeah. That's all it comes down to. The shareholders agreed. That doesn't mean that they have to keep the agreement. That means that they agreed with this deal. If a better deal comes along, they can change their mind. That's how that works. Nah, I don't like it. I, I don't care what you a like. A deal is a it fucking d- deal. Don't tell me it's a deal if it's not a fucking deal. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not a deal. It they, is a deal. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's it was, just not finalized. Then it's not a deal. It is a deal. You don't, underst- you don't understand the, the, the concept of business. It is a deal. Fox and Disney made a deal. Comcast made a better deal. Fox comes back and no, says... No, 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 no. Comcast made a better offer. They did not make a better deal. They made, they a didn't, they made a, the same difference. Okay? They didn't sign a contract with... Uh, yeah, they did. They made an offer. Yeah, they did. And Fox... Comcast went to Fox and said, here's your money. $61 billion. And... And and Fox went to Disney and said, you have two weeks before we have a shareholders meeting, and we're going to vote this way. And Disney said, $85 million. Well, it's $71 plus the $13 billion. So I, I meant billion. It's $71 plus $13 billion, which the total comes to $85 billion. Yeah. So they're taking all of Fox's debt, too. Look. When I the way I see things and, and I, I apparently I'm in the fucking minority here. I don't give a shit. I have a way I see it and this is the way I see it. The way I see it is you have an open bid. Okay, fine. Someone comes in and they make a fucking bid and you say, Okay, yes, you have a deal. Right then and there, that should be the fucking end of it. Because no. you've made a deal. Sorry. Then don't say it's work a deal. Th- then don't it say it's a deal. It, hey, it doesn't work that way. Uh, then I then it's not a deal. Don't well, say it's a but deal. But you can't you, you look first. There's two things. There's two things wrong with your statement. First and foremost is quote unquote the way I see it. Yeah. Okay. Educate yourself. Okay. That's what everybody would say. Please educate yourself when it comes to big business deals like this. Okay. Because it's for lack of for lack of a better term. Okay. It's ignorance. The way I see it. 
in this in these cases. Well, I don't say it's a fucking deal agreement if it's not. It a doesn't deal matter. It doesn't matter. Semantics aside, you wait wait, wait, you, wait, wait. Let me finish. When it comes to when it comes to big things like this, you have to educate yourself. You can't just ignorantly say. And then, then it, I'm using you as a blanket statement, not Joe. Goddamn right, you are Joe, because he is being fucking ignorant. But um, I'm being the average fucking person. But when it comes I don't down need to be an economics major, you don't have to. Everything. But you, but in, but if you, if you Bus- want businessman, you know, if you want to know better about business, educate yourself about business instead of just blanket statements saying the way I see it. Okay, you know how like when I say a certain word for something, and you focus on that word, and I mean it in a different loose way, but you focused on that word, so you have like this exact. Yes, I, I, I know what okay. you're saying. Okay, well, that's how I'm seeing this with, with when it's a deal. If it's a fucking deal, then it's a deal. It is a deal. It's until th- someone comes along with a better deal. Then it's not a deal. It is a deal until someone comes along with a better deal. Regardless of what you think it sounds, aside, it doesn't fucking matter. It sounds like loophole bullshit. It doesn't matter. when it, You own a company. It's a public company. Mm-hmm. And another company comes in and says, we're buying your company. And you say, nope. They're like, well, tough shit. I own your company now. Well, how the fuck do you do that? Hostile takeover. I didn't even have to negotiate. I'll just take your fucking company. How do you think about that? Do you like that deal? I don't know how that works. Yeah, exactly. You don't know how it works. That's what I'm trying to get at. That's my point. We both don't know how this works. Okay. That was a really bad English statement, okay. but you get my point is that we're we're both kind of ignorant on this thing, but but when we say there's a deal in place, there's a deal in place until someone comes along with a better deal, and then that makes them go and say, hey, we got this deal, Well, don't, and it, it doesn't matter. Don't tell me I got flame and yawn when you're throwing me fucking spam, okay? Again. Bad analogy. Again. Don't tell me I have a deal if we don't have a deal. That's what I'm saying. They did have a deal. Then it's not a deal. It is a deal. It's a deal until someone comes along with a better offer to make a better deal. Okay. I don't... I, and that's what, that's what happened. This, this has happened four times now. That just... It, it, look, I, I'm not a business guy, but it just seems... That seems fucking shady to me. It's not shady. Like, like once... That's, that's how, that's how once public businesses work. Once you've struck a deal... All should be everything should be closed because you've agreed to this deal. It, but it, nothing's closed. It doesn't matter if you've agreed to a deal or not. It doesn't matter. Well, from now on, when I see that something says it's a fucking deal, I don't believe it. Th- that's fine. It's still a deal. A deal is in place until someone comes along with a better offer and a bigger deal. Because nothing is signed and nothing is done. I, it, nothing look, is done in my world. And apparently I know that doesn't mean shit, right? It doesn't. But in my world, when you have a deal, you have a fucking deal. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't. In this case, it does not matter what you think. Okay. It doesn't matter what any of us thinks because the real deal is, pun intended, the real deal is is that Fox and Disney made a plan and a deal was struck. It, it's it's like me, a... A deal was struck... Comcast came in and said, "Hey, I already know all those fucking details. I don't I'm, care about I'm, those. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this again because I want you to be clear." Fox came in, or Comcast came in, and Fox said, "Fuck you, we're going with Disney." 
come back with a better deal. If you if you're serious. Okay. Yeah. And 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 Disney sat there and said, "Okay, well, we're just going to pile money over here because we already know what we we." They have a plan. It's the auction bluffing game. <laughs> it's, it's not auction. Yeah. Highest bid. Kind of, but they, they have a pile of money, and they won't go over this pile okay. of money. And Comcast said, okay, here's your money. And Fox went, all right, well, let's go take it to the shareholders and say what they said. And Disney went, no, kid, here's our money. And they went, well, uh, the, the, we're back with fucking Disney. So now you got to come up with $100 billion. That's basically what the offer is, $100 billion. And they can't do that. And I don't think they can't. And it's not that they can't. I don't think that uh, any fucking bank would touch that, especially considering that they have a $13 billion debt that they have to write down. And Disney's willing to take on that bet. When I, when I hear the saying, um, when it's over, it's not over till it's over. I, I think of that as a, as a, a finality thing. It's not over till it's over. When I hear we have a deal... I hear finality. But you, uh, that's not. Now, 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 l- let me, let me finish I'm, with this. I'm, I'm, no, dude, I'm done with this. I'm done with talking about now, this. Now, if they say that we have an agreement, but I'm, it's still I'm, open bidding. I'm fucking done while talking about this. I can't talk to, I can't talk business with a person that honestly believes in, in one set of rules for everything and quote unquote. The way I see it. I've done too many business classes to, to deal with this shit. And, and, and like I said, I, I want you, I really want you to crack a business book and, and, and learn. Yeah, I and just, this, I just learned not, something. I just learned I'm, something. I'm not being, tra- I'm not trying to be condescending. I don't want you to think of being condescending. I honestly, you, you have to do it anyways. You, you run a business with me. I have learned something. And I, what I've learned is, fuck you. No. <laughs> what I've learned is, Agreements don't mean shit. That's what that means. Uh, Agreements don't mean shit in anything. Literally, a person can come into a fucking dealership right when you're in the middle of contracts, and if that contract isn't signed, can sell that car out from under you. Yeah. And it's happened a hundred times if it's happened once. Okay. It happens all the time. Oh, shit, someone bought that car right before you did. Okay. So now the way I see it is anytime they announce something where they say they have a deal, an agreement, I don't believe it. Because I don't think it's it, it it's never they, it, it, it's uh, never said and done. No, it's uh, never said and done. A, a deal's in place. Anytime someone says, "Hey, we got a deal," mm-hmm. think put it in these terms. A deal is in place and until the fucking until the fucking paperwork is signed. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Until things are finalized, yeah, I, I get a, it. Until you're holding the title in your hand, it's just a deal. I just I've always seen deal as a different thing. No, it's it's there is no such thing as finality in a deal until you hold the fucking paper in your hands. Then it's a deal. Then it's a done deal. All right. I just got a deal. Now I gotta make it a done deal. Semantics, I know, but that's what it comes down to is anything that you think of anything that you any time you hear a deal is ha- a deal happened, great. Show me the fucking show me the final signatures. Mm-hmm. Right, well, then a deal is in place. Yeah, so that's the way I always have always looked at it. Is a deal is done. Uh, give me the sticker. Mm-hmm. It's it's the, it's the car selling thing, right? Uh, give me the give me the the uh, the RS, right? Yeah, a report of sale. 
So well, then I don't have that. So then, then te- fucking deal's not done. So then technically, a deal and an agreement are the same thing. Technically. All right. I'm fine. Yeah, but you know, like I, think, I, said, I, I think it's fucking bullshit, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah look, I'm not disagree. I'm, I'm disagreeing with you, but I'm not disagreeing. I, with I don't you, like the you fact know? that a company says, "Yeah, we have a fucking deal." But I don't think they're, then, that they're saying that. I think that we're saying that. Yeah. I mean, the the public in in essence are saying, "Hey, there's a deal in place, or there's it's a done deal, or the deal's going down." You know, that's yeah, that's I, that's the the look, business. I, I have an integrity for myself, and I'm trying to put that same integrity into businesses. <laughs> and apparently, that's fucking way too. Yeah. Uh, You're wasting yeah. your time. Yeah, exactly. Okay, because <laughs> my integrity is if I say we have a fucking deal, we have a deal. We're done. We're doing it. We're going to do this deal until un- yeah. un- until the names are on that's the fucking my integrity. Paper. Until the names are on the contract, so, it yeah. don't mean shit. It's like this, okay? If I was going to sell my car to somebody, and we've already made an agreement and a deal that I'm going to sell it to them for thirteen grand, but then some other asshole comes along and says, "I'm going to give you thirteen five for it." Well, I'm saying I'm sorry, but I've already agreed to give it to this person. That's like, my integrity. I'll be like, "Fuck that other person! Give me thirteen five right that, now." That's my own personal integrity. I've already agreed to give that to that person for that much money. But nothing's written in contract. That's how I am. Once I say I'm going to fucking give it to someone for that, that's what I'm going to do. I stick to my word and I stay with it. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, you, uh, this is like business, right? The opportunist angle. Just keep on going for the higher, higher, higher. No, it's just this, if you you agreed and somebody comes up to you and you're waiting on whatever, yeah. let's just say that the person's an hour away. You're like, do you have the cash on you right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's thirteen five. Doot, 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 doot. That, Sorry, someone offered more. I That's not me. I, I don't do that to It's people. business, dude. You don't take it personal. Look, I guess when it comes to the corporation world, when you're dealing with billions, millions to billions of dollars, then okay, that, I, I get it. That whole thing literally happened to me. The the whole I I offered to buy yeah. some, a friend of, with the laptop, mm-hmm. and he agreed, and he and fucking then, welched on me because then, yeah. somebody else offered him whatever. Yeah, and, when, and offered him the same amount of money, but still offered him and this and that. Yeah, uh, and I texted him back and I said, "Dude, you're going back on your word, and you told me that yeah. you and we had an agreement. Yeah, this is a done deal. I'm literally coming to your place right now to pick this up. Yeah, you know, that's it, done deal. Yeah, and, and it's in text. I mean, we have a contract. We literally have a contract. Yeah, and 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 I let it go." Yeah. For reasons. Yeah. Beyond beyond whatever. Mm-hmm. But um I the person I found out who was buying it and I texted them and I said, "Hey, you know, we we had, we did have me and this other person had a contract and I'm going to buy I was going to buy the laptop and the other person said, "But this and this and this." And I was like, "That's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm okay cuz you're you're a good friend of mine. I'm not going to worry about it." Yeah. But I told the other guy, I said, don't let this happen again. Yeah. Because because if you do this to other people, then people won't want to fucking deal with you. And look, and that, that's my problem with the corporate world, the business world. And like I said, I, we all know that I don't know very much about it. Fine. But... Yeah, we're, all, the, we're, the, the, we're the, moving on that. The, the yeah. problem with the corporate world is that they've taken the humanity out of everything well, just you have for the to, sake of business. But you have to. It's, and... It's... it's, it's you so, can't 
You can't let emotions run a business. Uh, apparently not, right? So It's not apparently. You can't let emotions run a business. If you let emotions run a business, what what generally ends up happening is this. Well, look, I don't want to say emotions. I want to say you're as good as your word. That's what I'm trying to get at. And apparently in the corporate world and the business world... Your word doesn't mean shit. It doesn't matter what somebody's fucking word is worth. If somebody comes to you and says, hey, I want to buy your thing for a million dollars. You're like, okay. And then someone comes up to you and goes, I'll buy it for a million and one dollar. Well, I mean, then you're in a conundrum. You're like, what do I do? Like, hey, dude just offered me a million and one dollars. Well, I offered you a million dollars for it. Okay? And the other, and then, And then the third party comes up and says, hey. I'll give you $2 million for it, right? Yeah. And that leads into the whole Disney thing, which is pretty much, I would say to them, when I make that deal with them, I would say, unless somebody comes in and offers me more, we have a deal. But it doesn't work that way. I mean, I'm Because you can't make those decisions. Why? Disney just fucking... Nope. Fox just did that. Nope. The shareholders did. That's Fox. No, it's not. It's Fox's owners. It's the shareholders. Now you're getting into semantics. It's not semantics. It is not semantics. You don't get to make that decision. They get to make that decision. Yes, as a collective. No. Well, yes, as a collective, but you don't get to make that decision. All you can say is, that's an interesting offer. I need to go and talk to my, bo- okay, my, my bosses. Fine, we'll dumb it down. Me and my family, we're no. all going to sell something. And we say to them, it, now it, we're a collective. No, no. Because you and your family are chairman of the board and the directors. I'm talking about the shareholders. The millions of people that own stock mm-hmm. in the company. Okay. All get to vote on yes or no. And that's what it comes down to. Not you... And the family, or you and the and the and and the directors of the company, they don't mean dick, because the shareholders can vote them the fuck right out, and it has and they can't do nothing about it. It's the shareholders. When the shareholders say, "Hey, you know," and and let's say they own X amount of stock, so let's say, for for lack of argument, let's say that the shareholders' stock is worth fifty percent of the vote. Yeah. Okay. And then the directors are worth 50% of the vote. Which is scary. <laughs> or 49% of 49, the vote. 49, 51 usually. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Saying, when, you have, when you have these people and they all vote no, it's not going to, then you can't sell the company. Mm. When 50% of the people say no, you can't sell the company. Okay. And that's what the shareholders meeting was going to be about in two weeks. Yeah, so I, look, I get it. <laughs> I, I understand that when it, it's it's... It's one thing when it's an individual. It's a totally, completely different thing when it's a sh- when it's millions of different uh, investors. And that's what they mean by we have a deal in place. Now we've got to wait to see what what happens with that deal. Nothing is written in stone. Mm. And then we well, then we have the media. Oh, there's a deal. It's 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 a done deal. It's that's not even close. Yeah, we it's have a constant fucking teeter totter. We man. have a deal in place. Yeah. And unless something changes, we're going with this deal. And yeah, this, so and that's what they always say. So, yeah, so I, what, <laughs> what I've learned from this whole thing, for the most part, is just because they say it's a deal, it ain't a fucking deal until it's a done deal. Right. I get it. All right. We're good. And that's it.
That's all we got. But I mean it, though. I stick to my fucking word. If I say I'm going to give someone something for that, I stick to it. Great. You're a poor businessman. <laughs> but I'm a good human being. Yeah. And that's more important. Maybe. More important is it? as I'm sitting in my uh, my lounge chair and uh, on welfare. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Good night. Good night. <laughs>